0: Good evening everybody. Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog, the uh, podcast that doesn't know whether it's bitter or a troll account, according to twitter.com. Joining me this evening to answer that really important question, we have Craig Manson. Good evening Craig. Good evening. And we've also got Rory Baldwin. Hello Rory. Good evening. At some point Fresh from uh, chaperoning a uh, children's Halloween party, Johnny McGinty will be joining us at some point. He's pr- presumably just trying to get a small children down from some sort of sugar high. And um, if you're watching us at the minute, you, you are watching us live on either YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or Facebook. Um, you can also download the podcast afterwards on any good podcast apps that still exist. There's not many met- people keep. Destroying podcast apps. Google Podcasts doesn't exist apparently anymore. We're still on Spotify, though. We're still on Apple Podcasts and any other apps out there still plugging away and being podcast apps. Podcast still seem to be a thing, Rory. Right? I think so.
1: Yeah. That's it's how people make money now.
0: Yeah. Even though it is it. just the same as radio, really. Apart from it is. I mean, talk radio. But that's it. Maybe they should give it, get us on. Uh... What's that talk radio station? We're all maybe we could. We've, we've gone fairly, we've, you know, we've, I think we've proven on Twitter that we've got it in us to join LBC. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think so.
0: That's the next next evolution in this podcast, Craig.
2: Like what's the other one? The UK um, GB uh, News. GB News, that's it. I'm thinking, News, a little, yeah. Could slip down into that one and uh, get myself in the mire there somehow.
0: You should see the numbers. If only GB News could see the numbers we do on, uh, on Twitter these days, <laughs> but that's I, I mean it would rely on us get L B like lots of South African and Irish people listen to LBC and uh, GB News because they're the ones that get us, they're the ones that we manage to get outraged the most.
1: I can also confirm we're on Amazon Podcast too. I've just had a look.
0: We are, we are, and that's the um, what you can say if you say to your Alexa. And as far as I know, this is still the case. If you say Alexa, play the Scottish Rugby Podcast, it plays us, which is very exciting.
1: As opposed to play our Scottish Rugby Podcast, which could get you anywhere.
0: and oh, no, I think I still us think you have to say play the official Scottish rugby podcast for it to be the uh official yeah. SRU one.
2: Which Sorry, lads, first come first, sir. That's absolutely
0: yeah. You were ahead of the game, not just not just search engine optimized, but um AI AI optimized as well. Yep. Um so we've um we've got a bit to get through. Um there's been a whole heap of news and some stuff happening over the weekend. You guys recorded on Friday, kind of midway through a World Cup semi final. Um, Best time to do post. it. That's it, exactly. There's no, nobody, no, let's face it, nobody in Scotland was watching that semi final. Not really, no. I was stuck in a hotel in uh, London watching it on the telly. It, was probably the, it wasn't. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was a premier in near King's Cross. No hotel near Shh. King's Cross is pleasant. Whoa.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that's a yeah. fantastic place to be.
0: No, it's because because of all the rain, I couldn't get north. <laughs> there was no there was no way. No trains were going north, and they cancelled all the trains. So I had, to get, I had to stay in London for the night. So yeah, I watched uh, I watched an incredibly unbalanced game of rugby on the telly instead, and had a pizza. Excellent um so yeah so we've covered we've covered the wx2 from last week we've got the um game to look forward to we'll touch on that in a minute um we might get i think probably what we'll do is we'll save the world cup chat for the patreon section of the podcast the big news this week i suppose we should talk about the global calendar and we can talk about it i suppose we'll spend a few minutes talking about it here and then we'll probably get more into it in the uh patreon podcast but rory um once ago, again um world rugby have come up with something they claim to be revolutionary and that will glow, grow the game in so many different ways but that somehow just serves to protect the interests of those at the very top
1: yeah i mean <clears throat> there are some very well-dressed turkeys at the top of the tree who are definitely not looking yeah. for for christmas um I can, like, you can you can see why they've they've done it. So it keeps everything in a nice, neat little bubble that they can control. I am um, right in thinking that the top tier of the league is controlled by Sanzar and Six Nations, and the rest mm-hmm. is controlled by World Rugby. So you can't even really blame World Rugby if anything goes wrong with it because they're not going to have much say in it. Um, it does seem you'd be you'd be feeling pretty hard done if you were Portuguese. Or Chilean or Uruguayan and fancying, you know, a chance. I think it will as far as I could see, it's gonna sort of even out a bit in twenty thirty. Um, but that's quite a long way away. I might be dead by then.
0: <laughs> this podcast'll still be going. Yeah. We may have finally, I would hope we may so have finally, it'll be my legacy. We may have decided at that point whether we're bitter or trolls. We may have settled finally settled on, on which way to go. It's it is disappointing, Craig. I suppose, in that it, it was always this was always sold as Gus Pichot's idea—a bit of kind of way to revolutionise the game to get the smaller teams, the tier two. What are traditionally the tier two teams? well, we decided to reinvent that during the World Cup, but traditionally the kind of you developing nations a chance to play the tier one teams more often. I think Scotland have always we've always been good, partly through. I think part of through let's be honest part of through necessity because we've we've you know to get the games we've had to go out and reach out to kind of the developer nations to get the autumn tests and to get the summer tours, but also that you know even when we've got better more recently we've still hosted the you know more developer nations at Murrayfield and and put on some good tests if anything this makes it worse I think because you know you're not going to have a Georgia now at Murrayfield in the autumn
2: See, this is and this is a big issue for me. Is the fact that and and as and, and no matter what anyone says, as we have seen with the Scottish women's rugby team, there is only so far for hopes and dreams. You need to actually put some money behind it, and the all of these smaller rugby nations need a little bit more money. And they need the gate money from a Twickenham or a Murrayfield or a you know or a, an Eden Park. They need the extra money, and until that's sorted out, then I don't think we're, we're, it's really going to do a huge amount. I, I want to see more 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 teams play, and I want to see Portugal. You know, because this there, there's not very many of us that can turn and put their hands up and say, well, well, we knew Portugal were going to be fun because we've seen this game and that game and the other game. We, they were all kind of quiet and we didn't really know. I, I hadn't really seen much from Portugal apart from I knew that they'd had a, a, that that um, Johnny Sexton preparation game um, uh, with the Irish. So uh, you want to see them out in front of TV. You want to see them in front of the rugby public. And I don't think it's really going to happen still. Yeah.
0: No, and, and Johnny, you know one of the exciting, <clears throat> a few things I think that have been exciting about this particular World Cup have been Chile and Portugal, um, and just seeing the kind of th- th- this their journey to the World Cup and the kind of them them getting to play against some of the bigger teams, and even your know, Portugal that the upset against Fiji. And you're not, I mean, the door's closed to them now, effectively, until the World Cup. I don't, Johnny, I don't
2: know if Johnny wanted to answer that question or not. He seemed to be,
0: uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's deep in thought, he's staring intently at his computer. Yeah, we'll come Sorry. back to Johnny. Goblin. It's <laughs> Johnny. Johnny's fast-forwarded. You're so outraged <laughs> by the concept of not being so fortunate <laughs> in the World Cup again.
2: He's just sad because he thought he might actually get a chance to play for Chile. You
0: <laughs> just to have to move to Billet. There's, there's at least uh, there's Mark who's uh, really? we've, we've talked to before. He is semi-back. Well done. We've got a semi, Johnny. Anyway, hello, Johnny. Yeah. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Johnny? No, yes, kind of. I, I suspect he's
1: going to re- reply in a few seconds. Yeah, this is yeah, God. This is go. like
0: this is like speaking to somebody in the you're not you're not in a war zone, Johnny. <laughs> Can I speak to somebody by satellite phone. I mean, it's Fife. Well, that's true.
2: Hey, wait a minute. I'm just along the road from him and I'm perfectly fine. It's just, it's it's, yeah. it's backward Fife that he's from. That's the problem. I and mean, he's, he's he's second Tory home that he's got out in the wilds there.
0: <laughs> we'll let Johnny struggle on for a little bit more. Um, the, other, <laughs> the other kind of part of this, um, Rory, is that the, the World Cup is now going to be extended. So we're going to have more teams in the World Cup, but we're also getting an extra knockout game. And we did... I looked at this, because I, I remembered this, and I couldn't remember when we'd had it. I think it's the 1999, well, not the 1999 World. Well, one the, the 2000... It was 87, what? and then... It was one of the 90s one. I'm trying to think, when was, the, was it? 1999 wasn't, was 1999 World Cup year? Uh,
1: 95, 99 probably would have been,
0: nice Yeah, so na- the 1999, we got that extra round of games, which was like essentially playoffs of the best play of the second... Teams and the best placed third teams had like this extra knockout game, and so I suppose it what it prolongs. It might give Ireland two knockout games to play. It probably yep. means that we get an extra game out of the pools, even if we end up in a pool of death. Yeah, um, I quite I don't know. I quite like it. I guess I think that the, the doesn't necessarily um, solve the underlying problem is that nobody can watch the World Cup because nobody can put clips on Twitter without them being taken down, so I don't think an an extra round necessarily solves the problems of exposure No, and I don't, the expansion
1: is only probably well and good if the teams, that the extra teams that are coming in have had meaningful competition in the intervening four years Um, Some of them will, to an extent with the Pacific uh, Nations Cup, which is going to get the Pacific Islands, Japan USA and Canada playing, but the likes of portugal the likes of chile uruguay um probably namibia too are going to have the same amount of 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 no kind of no games against top tier opposition i don't i'm not sure what the the new rugby league nation cup competition whatever we're calling it is doing for tours is it going to just ignore tours i mean i know the lions to they've Somehow managed to make the Lions tour a global pro- a priority for the global game and shoe hunt. Make sure that that's touched. Um. So yeah, it just it, I mean, it, I quite like the idea of expanding the World Cup. Um. They they are going to need to do something about the scheduling, if they can somehow find a way to have the games kind of rolling, so that there's almost a game every day, every couple of days, like like with a, a football World Cup, but at the same time make sure that everyone's getting equal breaks and not just. Shafting the, um, the lesser teams by giving them four day turnarounds while everyone else is playing the prime time fixtures on a Saturday night, um, you know that I think it'll give it will give more games to them, but it's the whole problem with the game that this league was supposed to address is the exposure to decent fixtures in between World Cups, and it hasn't really to from what I can see.
0: Yeah, this. I Johnny's back. Are you back with us now, Johnny? Give us a wave to show us you're alive. Uh, I
3: seem to be. I seem to be. Yeah. This is what happens when I come come on earlier and I don't get my goblins out the way.
0: (laughs) Okay. Hopefully you've dealt with them. Speaking of goblins, World Rugby released a report today looking at (laughs) kind of money in the game. And what was interesting about it is it kind of identified the USA, particularly as a kind of potential bigger market for rugby. And surprise, surprise. The teams that are prioritized for getting kind of more games and being part of kind of the, you know, the America's kind of format of tournament that we're getting are, you know, USA and Canada, who, who are pretty much as unions as I understand are functionally bankrupt and yet are getting priority for games over the likes of Portugal and Chile, who are, you know, from what I can tell, are very well running, probably better than. USA and Canada in terms of the standard of the teams as well.
3: Yeah, but what America also got is a World Cup. Yep. And with, with a decent bit of investment with the player pool that they've got and some of the talent that they've already produced and so the, some of the players they can capture along the lines of sort of like Jack Carty and stuff who is qualified for America uh, with a little bit of Nudging from world rugby and some decent investment, looking at the format of that Pacific Nations Cup or whatever it is they're calling it, what America might do with that before they get to host the World Cup is win it. And, that, and that's the sort of thing that gets American people interested, I think. I, I get the feeling that it's all a bit of like a sort of well stage managed stitch up to get America winning that funny new trophy and then hosting a World Cup on the back of people suddenly being interested.
0: And then we give everybody an extra knockout round in the World Cup so that they're guaranteed an extra game out of the pools. Yep. See? Yeah. They're not I would say they're not daft, Craig, but they are daft because the other the other thing, that was already said, was that this kind of that we're making room in the schedule for the Lions tour, which let's put the men's Lions tour to one side. They're creating a women's lions team. Now I'm not I am not opposed to a women's lions team or the principle of a women's lions team. I think what my worry is, is we've we've got the WXV tournament. I think that's been a great thing. I think it's a good way of teams playing each other. And once we get relegation promotion, I think that'll be even better. Is do we need to create a women's Lions team? Or could you not, if you were starting from scratch, you don't have to go back to just because the men have a Lions team, we need a women's Lions team. Is there not another, could you not have a North and a South team best of with some tours or something. I'm not sure the way. Yeah. It doesn't have to replicate Craig. It doesn't have to replicate what's already gone before in the men's game.
2: Yeah. I think I would far rather see, and, and this is going to go slightly sideways, but um, I would far rather see with a women's game, let's do a North and South all-star game um, where we have, you know, Italian players, um, French players available for, for selection I also wouldn't want it to be, you know, the problem with our British lions, um, and 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 Irish lions. Sorry, um, careful, careful. Um, I think if if I, the problem with something like that is it's just going to be filled with, um, it's going to be a red roses team, um, and that's not really what we want to see, or is it what we want to see? Well, it's probably not what the the other nations involved want to see, but that's what the Lions would want to see, is just this Red Rosy team going down and win an Alliance. You at Lucas, we're, we're, we're slapping around the other, the other nations. Um, although England couldn't win a World Cup.
1: Yeah. And they're, the um, is there not, they've, they've made room in the schedule for it to, so that it, whatever it will be, whatever this, this event in the women's calendar will be so that it doesn't interfere with WXV1. Leaving mm-hmm. out the the potential contributors to the Lions, to a Lions side, or even yeah. on a Northern Hemisphere side that might be in WXV two or even WXV three,
2: yeah, and, that, and that's that's winning. Well, that and that's that's where where I I would and this is where I tend to lean against. You know, for example, I know that we had the World XVV, the Barbarians, was it? Um, and we had um, in the men's game, and we had some questionable choices of players. But you got to see some of the superstars playing together. And and I think I think there's an opportunity to grow the women's game to bring in some of the women's superstars to play against each other in a, north, a northern and southern hemisphere. Um either you know that or you do a league like you do the Americas and you do the the um that takes in Canada and, and the USA and Partney and, and and Argentina, et cetera. Like yeah, sir, southern, a global
1: global world league.
2: Almost, yeah, Um and, and like so. I don't know. It's a difficult. I I, I just I, I'm not so sure about the Lions thing because I think the Lions thing will just become um, like it was before. Um, it's all English players, and then with one or two um, uh, Six Nations team players in the, could, on the subs.
1: Bench. If you get Gatland, Gatland to coach it, though, then it would wouldn't be all English players.
2: <laughs> That's very true.
3: <laughs> I, I I kind of get. I do get a bit why like, why women's players would want a Lions team because for some reason in everything that's come and gone in rugby in 100 plus years, the Lions has kind of retained the prestige. So like being, being a test Lion is still pretty much the best thing you could do as a British or Irish player, men's player. So I can see why women would look at it and be like, we, we want to have that as well, but for me, I think, especially with the personalities and stuff that we've got in the women's game just now, the Lions is a bit poor-faced and a bit serious. And I think something like, mm-hmm. like an All-Star game would be much more entertaining and much more fun. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine the press that Rona Lloyd and Ruby Tui could do in the week, in the lead-up to an All-Star game, like a North versus South game? It'd be brilliant. And it would yeah. just be a much more interesting thing to be a part of.
0: And, and I get the prestige of the Lions, I mean, I've got my Lions top on tonight, but I, I also kind of think the Lions is it's it's a bit of a relic of a bygone age, and you know, there's something nice. You know, there is still something slightly romantic about Lions teams going and playing provincial teams. But at the same time, I think more, more and more, because it's some of the that was fun in the amateur days when actually some of those games were quite close. But now it's Lions teams going and running a hundred points past provincial teams, and I'm trying not to get injured. Try not to get injured until the te- three test matches. It just seems a massive waste of time. I don't. I. I think the Lions itself probably needs revising. But that's that's a discussion for another day. Look, we'll, we'll we'll carry on this discussion in the Patreon podcast. There's a lot more to unpick with with that announcement of the new global calendar. Um, I wanted to talk about the WXV two. We've got Scotland Japan coming up. It's a good opportunity for Scotland to kind of move up the. World rankings a little bit more as an opportunity, Craig, to to win the WXV two as well. Kevin, Kevin, um, Kevin's done his normal computations and this. There's a table um, on on his Twitter account. Kevin, Kevin Miller, top of the moon. Uh, he's done all the different permutations of how Scotland might end up winning this. But one of the things for me, Craig, I was thinking about is you know th- there hasn't been a lot of movement in the world rankings for women's rugby. Um, over the years. But this, I think, is a really good way to have that. You've got, you know, Scotland playing teams they haven't played for a long time. And, you know, when was the last time we played the USA? Mm. And it's a really good test of where Scotland are right now in terms of the, you know, world rugby and actually what it's shown is Scotland are in a really good place.
2: Yeah. And for for me, uh, if you, uh, you know, I'm just incredibly pleased at what we're seeing with Scotland at the moment. Um, you know, we're able to talk about Scotland um, potentially winning the WXV two, and uh, we we talked about it last last week. You know, those are the two of the games we've just played are games that we we could have lost very easily two years ago. Okay. Um, so we're in a, a position where we've got some fantastic players at the moment. Some of the original players that were maybe two, three years ago were maybe doubtful of actually. They've up, they've they've upskilled. They're working incredibly hard with the new money that's gone into the game and and a, and a coach that's been there for a, a period of time now. So it, it's 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 really exciting for women's scot well for women's rugby in Scotland. And and I think it's a it, it's a good opportunity. You know, I I really. Um, uh, I'm concerned if we end up eventually going to WXV two, uh, it's WXV one or just WXV. How will how will survive up there? But um, uh, you know, we're, we're doing a good job at this moment in time, and I'm really happy to see it.
0: Yeah, we've said we said on previous podcasts, Johnny, that actually it's it's done Scotland well to be in WXV two. I think just to kind of find the feet, find the place, find the level. I'm not sure that going and getting absolutely. Spank rotten in WXV one week on week would have taught them anything.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think that like for all for all that the preparation for WXV and the communication around it and stuff wasn't that great, they do actually seem to have arranged it in quite a sensible way. I think we all spent summer going, I don't understand how this works. I, I don't know, we don't know when Scotland are playing, who they're playing against, what to it like there's been nothing put out now that it has come out it's all three of them seem to be quite well organized and WXV3 possibly a little bit lopsided because Ireland are putting 100 points on Kazakhstan and stuff but the top two they seem to be quite well matched in terms of levels and and we've had some really really good games and and Scotland seem to be basically exactly where they need to be so it's worked out quite well I think
0: yeah, and um, obviously for um, Scotland, Rory, it's good to see some of the younger players coming through. I think we said in previous podcasts, just you know, you can swap. There's not a drop in quality when you're swapping players in and out. Yeah, uh,
1: the bench the bench has been quite good. I mean, they've made a couple of couple of changes for the bench on Friday tomorrow. Um, but other than that, it's again it's the same team. So it's the same team that beat South Africa, same team that beat the USA. So a bit of continuity um that's good for them i think and yeah the, i mean the young the players are are still pretty young we talked about it uh, last week you know they're some of the 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 women that have been doing really well are 20 22 um even the even the veterans are not you know they're not they're not that old um you know mid mid-20s so there's i think they needed this experience and actually getting experience of winning it will help, um, as you say, rather than experience of maybe getting getting beaten. It'll be interesting to see how they go in the the Six Nations. Obviously, Ireland have been down in WXV3, but what are they going to be learning um, from that? I think these games are going to probably be the most benefit for, for Scotland, but yeah, it'll be a, a step up come the, the Six Nations, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, we obviously have got Scotland-Japan um, on Friday. I think that's it's on iPlayer now which is which is great it should be, yeah. it's, been, it's been on um the not that the rugby past rugby past is as terrible as rugby is as a, as a as a as a whole concept actually the coverage on rugby pass has been has been fairly good but it's great that it's it's going to be on um i play for those that want to watch it um i think someone pointed out there is a gap in the uh bbc1 scotland schedule on friday afternoon whether or not that gets filled with Dotterman, we don't know yet we'll see there's a Craig, Craig. Just...
3: That's a, that was a that was a great <laughs> reference. To be fair, oh, well,
0: thank you. Um, to Matt, tomato sauce is the only thing I remember from Dottoman. <laughs> uh, tomato ketchup. <laughs> it's the one thing it taught me. Um, let's t- should we talk about the URC then, as a kind of final roundup on the main podcast? Oh yeah,
3: um, we definitely yeah. should.
0: <laughs> let's start with Edinburgh then, Craig. Um, that. Um, they dug themselves out of a hole,
2: yeah. Uh, Which let me rephrase that Ben Healy dug us out of a hole, Ben
0: Healy dug you out of a hole. <laughs> but you've got, I mean, ben, I think one of the things we, we kind of I think you know, monster fans would know this already, but having a reliable kicker is not something to, to kind of be sniffed at,
2: no. And, and I think you know, we, we've you know, for example, um, uh. The King himself, buffelli has got us out of a few, fair few holes previously. Um, uh, but he... Can't... Sorry to all the backs out there, but the fullback can't influence the game as much as a 10 can. Um, and to have a reliable kicker... Excuse me? At... <laughs> <laughs> so is there a delay there for some reason? It was like... A... <laughs> um, uh, but... But, you know, having a, a reliable kicker at 10 as well um, works, especially at this time of the year when we have um, all of the superstars are away or resting or whatever they want to do. So, you know, I, I have to say for me, um, considering my fairly lukewarm reception to the coaching staff, et cetera, that have gone into Edinburgh and my maybe doom and gloom feeling about Edinburgh at the moment, Um I think coming away from Dragons, we've been down to Dragons before with a full, a full squad and um, and come back with a loss. So to come back with a win, we have to, you know, we have to be happy with that and uh, and 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 actually be happy that we've got Ben Healy on board and he's played well. Um, him and Ben Velikot look like um, they're going to be fairly decent together as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how we go. I
0: suppose that's think, I mean with Edinburgh, the difficulty is that they have a head coach. Is that what they call them? Is he, has he been named senior coach, the head I think coach. Coach. No, senior, senior coach. They have a senior, senior coach. Yeah. But there is still a lot of uncertainty swirling around Edinburgh because there was talk of once the World Cup's over there'll be a bit more news. But it's the final this weekend, and there's not been much more news. Well, maybe they're waiting for um, to announce Razzie on the, next week. <sighs>
2: <laughs>
1: Razi or Fozzie Hang on, teams. let me let,
2: oh, let me just open this window so I can throw myself out of it, please. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you might. There might be somebody who's involved with one of the World Cup teams that's that's gonna. Um, I don't know. I, if he's not the head coach, what? Is Everett's like a kind of forwards guy. Is he or is he a backs guy?
2: I was under the impression he was. I think he's a backs. Yeah,
1: attack. So the, the, maybe there's a sort of. Yeah, maybe Razzie is coming after all. I'll have to. Well, i have to. Who like, would the
2: seven see. forwards on the bench be for Edinburgh? <laughs> <laughs> tell you we we've you, got. we've got a fair few. I mean, Edinburgh
1: have got board. enough enough back rows. They could probably probably put something you together.
0: Could, I, yeah. You could do you a know, six-two. They and you just named Darcy.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they true. could unreject him. If if they had um,
3: rejected Quagga Smith, they could be doing a seven-one right now. Well, I mean, they I'll, couldn't I'll, because I'll, he's still in the World Cup final. I'll tell
2: you what. Let's let's just say one thing, forget about Quagga Smith, but the Sharks will be sitting are sitting there smiling right at this moment in time after re-signing Oxniche. Oxenchey, I should say. Oh, um, because uh, because um Ox-Niche, I know was was available to be signed by several teams in the northern hemisphere. And um and I'll tell you what, you know, um the, the sharks are probably sitting there, I hope they're sitting there rubbing their hands and and, uh, you know, um, we're the lucky underpants because they've done a very, very good job of getting them to, to resign. sign
0: um, you, You've not got um, a lot... You, we've got some of the big names, I think, are back in training. Craig, but Pierre Schumann's off to South Africa because of a family bereavement, which is going to be a big loss for Ember up front. Um, no news at W Is WP now still playing? <laughs> yes. So he's, still, he's still rumbling on, is he?
2: He's still he's in the squad at the moment. Yeah, he can be in the. He, I'm sorry, but VP can stay in the Edinburgh squad until he's 55. It doesn't matter. He's he's made. He's uh, got enough credit in the bank for Edinburgh.
0: <laughs> Still rumble him on at 75 minutes and have a last last scrum. To,
2: yep, to throw the ball between his legs and then to get a couple of scrum penalties and then that'll be him. he'll walk off, just sticking his sticking the power belly out as he walks off, thinking, "Yep, my job is done." <laughs> Unless
0: uh, someone has him two, two games steps in
3: them. a day up 40 last season. I'm pretty sure that WP can manage.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Harris Johnny played George, for George,
3: Stormers Paul. and Western Profits at the same day. So, <laughs> VP's got plenty of time. There, was it, who was
0: it, um, was it? Who was it did that for Scotland? Played for Dragons and then sat on the bench for Scotland and in the autumn. Once was that? Um, wasn't Ali Price, was it? Was it George Horn?
2: Against dragons or for dragons? Yeah, it was.
0: They played against dragons for Glasgow, and then they Scotland got. An, then, then they'd end up on the bench for Scotland. Oh, the that, next
2: day. A bell. Yeah, it does yeah. Not, I can't. I can't remember what I had for my breakfast. So you're, you're wasting your time. Yes, yeah. that might
0: be. If George, I think. It, it, it might. It was someone. They, they don't think they. I don't think they got on at all for the Scotland game, but they needed them as injury cover, kind of last minute. So they they, yeah, basically flew them up. Yeah. If anyone can remember who the hell that was, let us know in the comments. Um, Johnny, well, all right, well, right, let's talk about Leinster Glasgow now. Oh, let's. Let's open by saying, like, I mean, it wasn't the strongest Leinster team.
3: It wasn't. That's that is fair, but
2: it it wasn't like it wasn't a total joke Leinster team. Like,
3: they're, tell, they're, tell they're me, tell Leinster. me it's
2: not the strong. Tell me it's not the strongest Leinster team by not telling you it's the strongest Leinster team. Um, listen, it, what's his the, name? Not-
1: Larmer was in it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Jordan Larmer was playing. Harry Byrne was playing. Ollie cable
2: play. Ollie Kebble ran for twenty meters. Yeah. Okay, Don't you disrespect Ollie really Kebble in my presence?
1: <laughs> you could say Jordan Larmer was playing. You could say Byrne was playing, Byrne was playing and just not specify which Byrne. And you, yeah. you might. Yeah. Be not so, it so
3: shady to do. will not be disrespected in my presence, Craig Manson. That was incredible, and he was so excited that he couldn't. Decide he was totally to thinking about the kick. chip, and he just and he just did none of them at the same time
2: just just for everyone you know just like... for everyone who's just for everyone who's listening okay um if they uh, we have a we have a, a a group chat and i've never heard so many scathing comments about edinburgh and then so many um suki suki vomlet comments about glasgow in a in a group chat in my entire life and the thing is we both got the win at the weekend i was quite happy for glasgow they got a win at the weekend that's pretty good even though if it was a third-string uh, Leinster side. But we'll I, never hear the end of it. I
1: was. It won't matter by the end of the season, rel- though. It'll be in-
2: That's true, yeah. I was relieved that Edinburgh got a win at the weekend because
3: it didn't look like they were going to... I, I, First yeah, twenty-five minutes, yeah, you were thinking... I used a lot of podcast
2: language to describe Edinburgh's performance on Saturday. To be honest, you were just thinking about me walking on the railway tracks, you know what I mean? Like... Okay, and it
3: wasn't it was far from a frontline Leinster team. But we always say that the thing about Leinster is that it's their coaching and their patterns and their how well drilled they are and how well they know everything and how great a job they do of just plugging somebody in if somebody's missing. So the fact that it wasn't their first choice players, it doesn't
2: take away that much. From the fact it that wasn't, they
0: are without a coach, a lot of I was energy. going
2: to say it wasn't a it wasn't a first choice coaching team either. You know. uh, no,
0: because Jack Jack Nibar started none, the World Cup, and, exactly and Stuart Lancaster. Stuart Lancaster <laughs> is he not? Is, is Stuart <laughs> Lancaster <laughs> is, not, is, is, Stuart Lanca- <laughs> is back in France. Yeah,
2: he's a bit
0: erratic. Jack Nibar is not a starter. jack.
2: And anyway, yeah, yeah, he's over
3: the, in te- the person who's technical, the person who's technically in charge is the spit image King Charles, Leo Cullen. and he was there.
0: Did you, was there anything in that game, Johnny? I mean, obviously, Stafford McDowell played very well, as he always does. There was a few mm-hmm. of the Scotland team back. Was there anything you looked at in that game that made you think like Glasgow would likely take a step up this season? Or was it, was it a bit of a one-off, kind of you caught Leinster on a bad day? Because I'll be honest, I couldn't make my mind up from watching the game.
3: It, it hurts me to say this, right? Because I, I love him very deeply. But after four weeks of watching in the World Cup, one thing that I came away from that game thinking is, how is Glasgow Hugh Jones so much different to Scotland Hugh Jones? Because he was great on Sunday, and he was charitably not for a lot of the
1: World the thing is, though, I mean, he, he was great really in sure Six why. Nations too. But yeah, he was he was True. weak in the World Cup. But he, like, he was Glasgow, Glasgow Hugh Jones in the Six Nations for a lot of it. Yeah, you can't even credit Sioni because um, he was still on the weekend.
3: No, exactly, and I'm, I'm still confused as to to why the whole JB Doby played sixty minutes at scrum half and then twenty minutes on the wing thing is happening, but it's working, so I'm not going to complain about it. I I think Glasgow are probably. They're probably where they are, where they were at the end of last season, but where they were at the end of last season is a whole lot better than where they were at the start of last season. So if they're continuing to go forwards, then maybe by the end of the season we are going to be even better. It's it's difficult to tell after one game, like you say, it's Leicester no, first. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, and, and it, but they it haven't. There like doesn't to seem
3: to be any regression, so that's a positive,
2: I think.
0: Well, that's true. There's no no difficult kind of. Second season syndrome for um. I, I for Glasgow.
2: I think, I think Glasgow. I think Glasgow will be in top four um, this season. I think they're going to they're going to do a, a good job. Um, I think they they did what they need to do this weekend, and um, you know I, I just you say I, I I'm concerned about Hugh Jones. I I don't know what's going on, um, but. On the other side of things, you know, Ollie Keble's making has realised that there's an opportunity for him to play back for Scotland again. So he's uh, he's um, trying his best to get back in there. Um, it was honestly the highlight of my weekend
3: was seeing Ollie Kebble back. Angus Fraser was a bit of a revelation. He played really well.
2: He was good,
1: yeah.
3: For being quite mm-hmm. early in his, pro- in his professional career. He was really good. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know if, like, I know Fraser Brown's writing columns for the newspapers and stuff during the World Cup, but he's still planning to come back and play but you can, I he's, can't see him he's on the books
3: still as far yeah. as I know but then so are George Turner and Johnny Matthews and now Angus Fraser so I don't really see where he fits in
0: maybe I mean, it's unless a similar, similar we thing we now to think
3: maybe Johnny's going to be away on the Scotland camps and, and so is George Turner and we might need a second hooker but I don't know
2: Willie really Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excuse
3: me Scotland World Cup standout Johnny Matthews. Yes, of course he will.
2: Scotland World Cup, World Cup standout, World,
3: World Cup try scorer Johnny Matthews. Yeah. Like, did he not play one game? Doesn't matter. One game, Doesn't one try, matter, Craig? Tries to try. De- decent record. He played he so one. He played, played one try
0: <laughs> And he played one. He played one game, Craig, because one Embraer hooker fell down some stairs.
2: <laughs> and then got one allegedly. And another,
0: and another another, ember hooker turned his neck badly. <laughs> so Johnny Matthews had to come from holiday in Fife. Hey,
2: yep. listen, he was <laughs> the coat to <de> weems. <laughs>
3: <laughs> listen, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The best ability is availability. And if you cannot correctly walk down a flight of stairs and someone else takes your job, that's your problem.
2: Well, you've got to remember, Alan Alan Dell um, had is the most successful prop uh, on the on the Lions tour.
0: In Lions history, hundred percent success rate.
2: So there
0: you go. There you go. (laughs) Just seen amazing news, and this kind of um, backs up the um, Shaun Matthews thing: is that um, Scotland have, despite the fact we're now at the final, right? Even though this is the final weekend of the World Cup, Scotland made the third most clean breaks at the uh, World Cup. which is incredibly funny to me. New Zealand on 81, France on 55, <laughs> Scotland on 45, Allen 44, and Argentina 38. We, we, we are going to end up in third place because South Africa nowhere near. Unless Argentina
3: makes seven against England.
0: They don't. They don't count, Surely they don't count third place matches for staff. <laughs> I you think, I think a it third technically
3: as count as a game, even though no one believes it.
0: No one believes it. If Yeah. If nobody watches it, does it actually happen? Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, if Sam Underhill falls in a forest in his first World Cup appearance, and no one's around to watch it because it's in the third place game, does he make a noise? <laughs>
2: I've got I've got a more extreme version of that for the pigeon about uh, yeah. Tom Curry. <laughs>
0: a yeah, we might pick <laughs> up on the Tom Curry um, thing in there. I see. I see the RFU <laughs> taking a leaf out of our book. <laughs> On Twitter yeah. and just gone full, don't back yeah, down, they've, double Yeah, they've down. gone full double down. Yeah, yeah. Double down. it's like double down, days, up. days, and days of South Africans telling everyone what the you know what the Afrikaans word for side is on Twitter. The RFU <laughs> have decided to go. Nope, we're just going to ignore all that and say that he definitely was He's racially used yeah.
3: <laughs> let's be. This is Rugby Union, gentlemen. No one's speaking anything other than the Queen's English. So I'm yeah. afraid that actually that's not what you said. Yeah. <laughs> honestly
0: what a bunch of who's well, in the RFU as well. Christ, I don't know. Imagine being be told you're amb- racist by the RFU. That's like, I, I
2: love the, yeah, I love the <laughs> fact it's like, no, we're not racist, you're racist. They let me put on my stripy trousers and my blazer. Yeah. <laughs> we we know. I like, like the swing low, sweet chariots. you one, chariot. you're definitely yeah. one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: We've got a bit of experience you. in the area of being racist, and we've decided you're racist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Even though it you're t- telling takes us one you're to know, and that's is the old language. expression. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's not that's not racist; it's xenophobic. Anyway, <laughs> is there any more for any more on the main on the, on the main podcast this week? I think we've kind of picked up everything we we need to pick up on. There's not been. I any think other you've uh,
1: you've you've forgotten about the the world rugby's third giant piece of news in addition to the world league and the extended rugby world cup and that is that they've invented a new sport
0: What is don't know if you, know if you saw this it's is called it, is it rugby x
1: no it's it's called T1 and it's basically uh it's like touch rugby the, the touch rugby that i play is based on rugby league it's very obviously just like rugby league without tackling uh, there's no kicking so world rugby have come up with touch rugby that's rugby union so it has scrums, which are not scrums because you just stand around holding hands. It has lineouts, but you're not allowed to jump. So you basically just throw it to someone in the lineout. It has kicking, but you can't kick high because there's no challenging for the high balls. So the referee decides who wins the ball. And you but you can you can grubber it if there's two people competing for them all. Um and it has a ruck which is two people stand behind the person who's been tackled so that you know where the offside line is. You make a triangle in the back line of the triangle. Um other than that, it's it's kind of touch touch rugby, but so it no. looks a lot slower than like tu- like touch Why? rugby is a fast game. So T1 that's what rugby going like to be, like when condition. all the
2: lawsuits come in.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically, they <laughs> But I guess, I guess they're looking for people to have like a route into the game that's that's non-contact but is more like
0: what's wrong with touch this is the thing my my kid plays touch and it's perfectly fine it's a perfectly good as a way of kind of like here's a defensive line and here's how you run forward and here's how you score tries i mean this the skills that
1: players are lacking is you know drawing your man and passing passing at the right time timing your pass and passing into space and all that stuff and not
0: How how does that differ from tartan touch that the siu invented uh, I don't know tartan, tartan touch has got touch kicking is, as well.
3: Basically, it? it's it's like Rory's kind of touch. It's like rugby league touch. That yeah, T one, but there, but there are played, some. I think it's got kicking, is it not? Tartan touch though. No. That T one. Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty similar, but that it's not. The, yeah. Training. Yeah. the The only thing that t- the only thing about tartan touch is that you you basically have to have kids playing, and nobody enjoys it. Yeah,
1: it's, essentially. Um, yeah.
3: They talk. They talk about how it's great fun. But the kids are scared because there's big people running around them and the big people are frustrated because you can't play proper touch. Because you look mean if a you sidestep, a, take...
1: sidestep an eight-year-old. Exactly. Goose step yeah. an eight-year-old. Yeah, and...
3: exactly. And then the your development officer takes a bunch of photos and the Sru says everyone's having a great time and it's a lie. And, and, and then everyone goes to back the to the entire group. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. There's a, yeah there's there, also and then as, as soon as the six weeks of have mandated tar- touch it over. We're like, right? So we'll just continue touch just for the adults, though. Yeah, great, perfect. But yeah, that thing that Rory's described sounds like whenever you're at the end of training and the coaches are like, right, we're going to play touch with a couple of conditions. And you all go, oh, oh please, no. I mean,
1: you should, mean, you should like, watch yeah, the, watch the people, video. Two
3: people have got to make a ruck, beat it.
1: Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like, if you get if you get touch, it's weird. If you get touched, you have to you have to turn round and ho- and present the ball back. Like you're, like you um, on the like a, oh, yeah, a revolving, and you just give it, and then the, the scrum half picks it out of your hands and passes it. It away. sounds yeah. like the, it sounds I've like done that goal.
3: particular edition sounds... touch before it's garbage.
0: I've done, that. yeah, I've played touch league where you had to kind of, yeah, you got to touch and you put it behind you, you kind of put it behind you. Your roll legs, it, yeah, roll yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, It it sounds like, the and then we've of done the one
3: child. where. The two tacklers have got to do a, a burpee, and then you make an offside line. I hate it so much. Condition touches. It's the
0: somewhere worst. between. Yeah, it. it sounds it's more like T one. I say it's the, it sounds like yeah, the rugby touch it. equivalent of the cones of Dunshire or Numberwang.
3: <laughs> yeah, what a reference! That's another great reference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. try and make it as complicated. As, what is a simple game to be like increase skills as complicated as possible? I think
1: yeah, it's 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 funny because it like normal touch is quite straightforward but it doesn't have the features of union it doesn't have the scrums lineups but it's yeah. like they've put things that they're calling a scrum and a lineup in there but they're going to make no difference other than a way of this is how, i mean I, I guess they might make space it's but i think it's a seven a side game but it's designed to be expanded or contracted rugby want to do everything they
0: can build. to somehow like to just destroy sevens and pretend it never existed yeah, I think it's an Irish conspiracy to try and kind of erase Scotland from rugby history. That's a, that's why they keep trying to like get rid of sevens. We'll take it on a tour of the world so nobody can watch it, and then we're going to like try and introduce a new version of the sport with seven players and call it something different.
1: Yeah, T one, yeah, yeah T one in in five years, T one will just be called sevens. T two judgment day. <laughs> well, that's it. We were talking. We've already been talking in our like touch group chat. how We can change
0: the rules to make it more fun. Yeah, I mean, you stick a T one thousand in there That's instantly more fun. Yeah, yeah. everyone it's has to go. Around, out, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we there's some other world rugby stuff we might get onto in the Patreon. They've announced some stuff. They've had they've had consultants looking at numbers, which are quite interesting. So we might touch on that in the Patreon podcast as well. Um, Was obviously we've Jeffy? got the Scotland. I
3: said, was it Jiffy? He loves numbers. It,
0: it was, J- Jiffy does love numbers. <laughs> it wasn't Jiffy. Jiffy wasn't commissioned to do this. <laughs> it was one of these kind of consultant companies that are made up of just posh surnames. Um, but we, we'll touch on that in the Patreon podcast. We'll um, be back next week for the main podcast. We'll talk about the WXV2. The, um, the URC is on again this weekend. Yeah. We'll talk about the rugby world. Cup final, because that's still a thing. That's still going on, apparently. Apparently, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Not see much coverage of it.
3: Scottish qualified Finley Christie and Edinburgh reject Quagga Smith play in the final, so we have to talk about it. There is
0: lots of lots of Scottish interest there. Um, So yeah, we'll be back next week. If you're um, watching live for the Patreon, hang about, and we'll do the Patreon pod in a minute. But for the moment, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Craig, Rory, and Johnny.
1: Goodbye.
3: Bye.